Lizette, hello. Hello. A few days ago, uh, maybe a day or two ago, Joe Biden said that he was convinced that war was inevitable. Does it look like that he was right? Well, that's the multi-million dollar question. I think the confusion that people have is that they think he says an invasion is imminent, it doesn't happen, that means he was wrong. But the US is embracing what they describe as information warfare, which is a concept whereby they try and steal Putin's thunder, they try and rob him from that surprise element by calling him out and announcing it's going to happen and try and discourage him from going ahead with it. So just because the invasion isn't happening as imminently as they have said time and time again, it doesn't necessarily mean their intelligence is wrong. Perhaps it's working. So there's been there have been reports of dramatic escalations. What is the latest for the last sort of 12, 24 hours? Sure. So, yeah, in the eastern area of Ukraine, which has always been the ongoing conflict area uh, of this country and, and, and the ongoing battle with Russia, the most recent information we have is that two Ukrainian soldiers have been killed in the escalating uh, fire. Uh, there's a lot of tension there overnight, Uh, One of the Russian-backed rebels came out, made an announcement that there was going to be an attack from Ukraine and encouraged everybody, or forced them rather, to evacuate. Sent out a message saying everybody needs to get out of the area. They did. A lot of them headed towards Russia. And then now it's been revealed that the video message he put out whereby he told everyone there was an imminent risk that they'd just found out about it's been revealed that that video was actually pre-recorded two days prior. So that plays into the whole narrative that the West has been suggesting since the start of this, that Putin would try what they call a false flag operation. So uh, create an incursion that they can blame on Ukraine, and then that gives them an excuse to enter a full-out invasion. So that's kind of what we're seeing at the moment, certainly escalating uh, an escalating situation in that eastern area where there is a ceasefire in place, but that is just being violated excessive amounts of time, Mm. uh, excessive amounts every day at the moment. What's the reaction of other NATO and European leaders been? Well, of course, there is this big security conference happening in Munich at the moment. So a lot of those countries and those world leaders are there at the moment discussing pretty much just this, this crisis is the biggest thing on the agenda, essentially the only thing on the agenda. Uh, The conversation is always positive in terms of what they say they can offer and how supportive they are of Ukraine. And they've talked again about all the sanctions they're going to bring in if this invasion goes ahead. But all of the words are growing very tired for Ukraine, not just for the members of the public here who are very frightened and feel like they have no support on the ground from these uh, other countries, but certainly from the president who today came out with some very, very strong language and said, essentially, the US needs to step up, tell us at least what those sanctions are going to be, because your sanctions are no good to us once our city's been bombed, once our economy has crumbled, once there's military firing at us from all angles, your sanctions are no good to us. You have to say it now so that Putin knows what's at stake here. So uh, certainly the relationship between the West and Ukraine is even feeling quite strained at the moment. Uh, President Zelensky is actually out of the country, of course, in Munich at that conference. Is there some pressure for him to get home? I think not that I've heard on the ground. Certainly people are just 
very anxious about the situation, but overall the feeling towards Zelensky is that it's fairly positive. The people here are supportive of what he's doing. They're definitely supportive of the latest development in that he's he's calling out the West for perhaps not doing quite enough. Uh, that is what I've heard the whole time I've been here, that the public really doesn't think the United States in particular has their back. Uh, I think they really feel a little bit let down at the moment by Biden. And I think Zelensky coming out and saying what he has today, calling them out and demanding better, uh, is what they wanted to hear. Can the Ukraine defend itself? It's it's surprising. I think a lot of people assume that it's this real underdog, and without a doubt it is, but it's come a long way since 2014. When you talk to people here about 2014, it's a very different feeling. They say, you know, they were really terrified. They didn't know what was happening. They were totally underprepared. Now they're kind of used to this at-war state of life, and people have improve their own personal combat skills so they feel like they could go and join the fight now if they needed to. I just spent um, the day out at uh, at an army training for civilians, hundreds of civilians, mums, dads, teachers, lawyers, IT specialists, designers, you name it. They were all there, dive instructors. It was mind-blowing the different people that had shown up for this training, they're in full military gear, they've all got guns that they've gone and bought, and they are learning how to go to war because the idea is that there's 145 troops in the basic army, they are extremely skilled, but they need more. The Ukrainian force is saying we need at least 1.5 to 2 million civilians to be ready to join this fight. So mum, dad, Joe Bloggs that works at the library are now training for the the day that Russia invades and they have to become a member of the force. Taking that into account and also the information war that's been played out where the US has been trying to anticipate the moves and sort of undercut Putin, is it going Putin's way, do you think, the way that he might have envisaged it? Or is it is, is it all getting a bit tough probably from the Russian point of view as well? I think what I've really learned from talking to some of the security defence experts on the ground here is that I think a lot of people will expect that any day now, Russian troops are just going to storm the border and roll on in. But the plan that Putin has, allegedly, based on his previous behaviours, is to really destabilise Ukraine first. And I think that is working. Already there is growing tension among people. We're seeing protests. There's the conflict in the eastern area that's just putting a lot of pressure on everybody emotionally. People's just anxiety is at an all-time low, all-time high, rather. Uh, You're seeing the pressure going on the president to say stronger words towards the West. All of this back and forth is playing into this this narrative that Putin needs to justify his invasion eventually. So I think the feeling you get on the ground here is that it's not going to happen tomorrow. It's going to build up over weeks. And then then the feeling is definitely it will happen eventually. It's just going to take a little bit longer than maybe people realise. So the general feeling amongst the people there is that there isn't going to be really a solution. This is just sort of the... yeah. The, the feeling is that this is this is not going to de-escalate, that this is inevitable. Everybody is preparing to fight. Everybody is preparing. That's the really strange thing as well. People will say, oh, we're not too worried. 
whatever will be will be we're not too worried and they seem so calm and then you say oh so you don't think it will happen and they say oh no I've got my passport I've got my I, I I've got my fuel in my garage so I can fuel up my car at, at the last moment I know how where my children are staying in Poland they have full getaway plans they know what force they're enlisting to when they come back to Ukraine because they're they're going to come back to fight, but they want to get their children to safety first. They have stacks of cash. They have full plans, but they'll tell you they're not worried. So I think it's more just this idea that they're very at peace with what's going to happen and they're just ready ready to fight. It's it, from a New Zealand, being a New Zealander and being so far away from that world of war, these guys are just, they've spent eight years with this threat looming on, over them. They talk about, you know, Russia just being the worst neighbor in the world. And they're just so used to it. It's so bizarre to have conversations with them because they are obviously aware of the risk, but they're just very at peace with it. Uh, Lizette, hey, thank you so much for your time um, and look after yourself. We really appreciate it. Thank you. No worries at all. <laughs> 